Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Andrew Lobliner, joined alongside only one co-host today, Dean McCollum. Unfortunately, Campbell is out of town, um, but because the NBA playoffs are um, already here, we wanted to make this quick uh, video, this quick episode with our predictions. Um, so we're going to go through each playoff matchup, East and West, and give our prediction of who's going to win and in how many games. Um, so we'll start off in the Western Conference. And um, last night, the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Oklahoma City Thunder to clinch the eighth seed, and they will be playing the one-seeded Nuggets, um, the best team in the West, in the first round. So, Dean... Um, I'll let you start off with this matchup. Yeah, I think that this could be a sneakily tough matchup for the Nuggets. I mean, the Timberwolves, they have very good um, front court, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And obviously with Nikola Jokic being the Nuggets' main focal point in offense, it could be tough for him in this series facing up against one of the best defensive centers in Rudy Gobert. But uh, the Timberwolves, they're still coming off some drama. It looks like they shook it off a bit uh, in that last playing game versus the Thunder. They looked pretty solid uh, throughout that game. But I'm still going to have to take the favorites in the one seed in the Nuggets right here. I'm going to take them in six, though. I think that the Timberwolves could cause them some trouble. And to be honest, I'm not the highest on the Nuggets. So I'm going to take the Nuggets in six, though, to advance. But I think the Timberwolves will put up a good fight. I like that reasoning, like where you're coming from. I think... Um, I think the Nuggets are definitely going to win this series. I'm going to have them gentlemen sweep, uh, winning four, one in five games. Um, I think, I just think that um, whether it's Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic is just a matchup nightmare for them. And I think he's just going to control the entire series. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on uh, down the line to the uh, four five matchup in the West. I think, I think this could potentially be the best first round series um dean i'll let you go again uh with your thoughts on the suns versus clippers so obviously the made headline i'd say for the series would be paul george missing the entire series um i think obviously that's going to be a huge hit for the clippers i think i saw a stat recently that said that the clippers are under 500 without paul george this season he has missed a lot of time um, so they're definitely not the same without him. And obviously the Suns are, I believe, undefeated when Ke- Kevin Durant's played for them uh, ever since they traded for him. And he's also missed a lot of time. So it's still a small sample size, but still the Suns have been very, very good with Kevin Durant, definitely a better team with him. So I I can't help but take the Suns here. I'm going to take them in five. I think the Clippers, like it's hard to bet against Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs, but I think this is this is that one time where you can just because like he just doesn't have that supporting cast. He doesn't have his right hand man in Paul George. And I think that the Suns are really, really good right now. So I'm going to take them in five. I could see it going uh, closer though. It looks like you have a prediction that might be a little closer than I do, but I'm going to take the Suns in five. Um, I mean, my prediction is similar. I think, I think the Suns will pull us one out in six games. Um, Assuming, assuming, we're assuming Paul George is not playing a single game in this series, right? Yeah, I think he's not playing at all. Because, like, assuming he doesn't come back, I just don't know where else other than Kawhi, like, the scoring is going to come from on the Clippers. Like, r- like to be honest, like, Russ is going to have to, like, be putting up, like, near, like, 20 point, like, 15 yeah, yeah. at least, like, 15 plus, And they're going to need, like, their role players to be, like, stepping up big time. And, like, I think just because Kawhi is such a good playoff performer and because the Clippers have been like streaky at some times in this year, I think they can definitely take a couple games off the Suns. But I mean, I think the Suns are 
you know, in terms of, I, I think in terms of juggernauts uh, to and title contenders, I think they're up there, as you mentioned. Um, Kevin Durant has not lost in a Suns uniform yet. Um, and so I think that streak will come to an end uh, soon, but I, I don't think they'll have a problem advancing past the Clippers. So um, I'm going to pick the Suns to win in seven. Moving down to the bottom of the bracket, we have a very interesting uh, 3-6 matchup. We have the three-seeded Kings, um, who are in the playoffs for the first time in like over a decade, versus the uh, defending champion Golden State Warriors. Um, I'll just start off with this one. So um, this is uh, the Warriors are actually favorited to win this series, and I think this is like one of the only times ever that in a 3-6 matchup, the 3 seed is the underdog, but they do have home court advantage. And the Kings' home court advantage this year has been massive. They're miles better as a team at home. De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis are much better. Um, they have much better shooting splits and really their team as a whole, much better shooting splits at home. So I think the home court advantage will really help them here. Um, I'm going to pick... Uh, the Warriors to win this series in six games. And I think the Kings this season, they're like, it was kind of like a fever dream. I think their inexperience is going to catch up to them. And I think the Warriors getting healthy. Um, like the Kings are one of the best offensive teams, but they don't play defense. And I think that's going to come back to bite them in this playoffs because the Warriors with Draymond and with their full their full rotation healthy, they're going to give the Kings some problems and make them work. But I just don't see the Warriors like going under like 120, 130 points every game, like assuming Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole are making their shots. So I got the Warriors winning in this, winning the series in six, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. Yeah, you made a lot of good points about both teams, their strengths and their weaknesses. I mean, we can't forget, though, that Golden State is the worst team in the NBA, basically, that's in the playoffs um, from an away standpoint. They've won 11 games all season away. They're 11 and 30, but obviously they're re- that means they're really good at home. They're 33 and 8. Um, so obviously they're going to have to overcome uh, a lot of road games this series because they don't have home court advantage, which is going to be tough for them because, as the stats say, they're not used to winning on the road. And like Sacramento has been somehow electric this, uh, this season. And also the Kings, like you said, they have the best offense in the league. Um, but they also have one of the worst defenses in the league. And I think that the Warriors, like with their experience combined with, I mean, Steph Clay and Jordan Poole, how are you going to contain all those guys? Like how, I don't know how you can outscore those guys when they're all hitting their shots. So I'm also going to go for the favored Warriors here. I'm going to take them. I was going to take them in six, but I'm going to take them in seven. I think there is a chance though that this is a series where everyone is just taking the Warriors and the Kings just like go out and just stun everyone and they could like just breeze past the Warriors. I could see that happening, but I'm going to play it safe and say that the Warriors are going to win this one, but I could see the Kings surprising so many people and advancing to the next round and beating the defending champs in the first round. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, this is one of those series where it's like, it feels like the Warriors are like the obvious pick, but then you have to like remind yourself that the Kings were a much better team throughout the regular season. Um, but, you know, the playoffs are a different animal. So I'm really excited to watch those games. Um, moving on to the last matchup um, in the Western Conference. So the Lakers uh, beat the Timberwolves in the 7-8 playing game. So they will be matching up against the Memphis Grizzlies. I know Dean is a passionate Lakers fan, so I'll let him give his thoughts first on this game, on the series, excuse me. Yeah, so as your intro uh, might hint at where I'm picking, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I think they're a pretty popular upset in the first round. Um, 
I just think that the Lakers, they've been the best team record-wise um, since making all those midseason trades for D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. And, I mean, they've just been a completely different team. They're hitting their stride at the right time. Anthony Davis is playing really well. Austin Reeves has stepped up, and LeBron's finally fully healthy again. So I think that the Grizzlies, they have had, like, a lot of drama this season with everything that's happened with John Morant. Dylan Brooks, all those guys, obviously that's probably going to make them extra motivated to win. So I I definitely wouldn't be surprised if um, uh, the Grizzlies uh, make it very hard on the Lakers because at the end of the day, it's the Lakers. They're some of the biggest choke artists in the NBA. So, I mean, it's it's hard not to pick against the Lakers, but I'm going to take them in seven games. Uh, I think this is going to be a really, really good series to watch. But I could see the Grizzlies also smacking us. But I'm going to take the Lakers because I'm a fan. So you have Lakers in seven. Yeah, Lakers in seven. Okay. Um, I again, this is like one of my favorite series, not just from like a pure basketball standpoint, but just because of like all the headlines, like the whole like Dylan Brooks LeBron controversy, and like obviously you mentioned like the Grizzlies' own personal issues this year with John stuff, and I think. Like the Grizzlies, like kind of remind me of like that like AAU team where they have like the one five star and then they have all like the like unranked players, but they're still like the best team because they all like play so well together. And then like you look at the Lakers and you have like you know LeBron and Russ and D'Lo and these big names. I mean like obviously like the Lakers have superior talent, but their team chemistry is nowhere near the Grizzlies. Um, I think that given the circumstances he was dealt with this year, um, Darwin Ham has done a great job, actually. But Taylor Jenkins, I think, is far and away a better coach. Memphis Grizzlies, they have more team chemistry. They're well coached. And um, last year, Jaw was phenomenal in the playoffs. And I don't see him slowing down. He lives for these big moments. And he also goes off against the Lakers. He's a known Laker killer. This is like a Trey Young versus the Knicks-esque, like, this is just in the West. Like he's he's a Laker killer. And you know, Dylan Brooks is gonna be motivated. Desmond Bain's gonna have big games. Jaron Jackson Jr. is having a defensive player of the year season. I think I think he'll be able to slow down Anthony Davis a bit. Um and it's it's like it's real this is like I don't know. I think I think the series could go anyway. I'm gonna say Memphis in seven because of the home court. Um I think that um, the home court, I think they start off the series probably 2-0. I think they're going to come in game one. I, I don't think game one's going to be close. I think the Lakers are going to be hungover on their um, on their play and win. And I think it's going to be a reality check. And I think if depending on how the Lakers bounce back, um, once they get punched in the mouth, that's what's going to decide this series. Like It's hard to pick against LeBron, but I just don't think he has the help that he needs. And he's also you know, unfortunately playing against, you know, the second best team in a loaded Western conference. So final prediction, Grizzlies and seven. Um, I think it's going seven regardless. I could see it either way, but I'm going to stick with the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, I just have to add one more thing. Cause I forgot to mention that uh, I feel like there is a front court uh, mismatch since Steven Adams is out for the series. He's, he's out for the season, no matter how far the Grizzlies get. But um, that's also one more thing I forgot to add. And that LeBron is, only lost once in his career in the first round of the playoffs, which I think was versus the Suns a few seasons ago. I think that was the first round. I could be wrong, but um, either way, I I I like the prediction you made, or I don't like it for the Lakers, but I agree with it in the fact that I could see the Lakers getting absolutely whooped in the first game or two. Definitely the first game I could see us losing just because 
that it's just the Lakers are so easy to predict, um, especially their losses are. So I, I just think that hopefully the Lakers are going to be able to bounce back from it. If not, it could be a quick series for the Grizzlies and all the people picking the Lakers to upset them will be shut up, but I'm still going to ride with the Lakers. I mean, part of me honestly wants the Lakers to win just because I think that like, as we move farther into the playoffs, the experience of LeBron and Anthony Davis could be a bigger mismatch to some of the other bigger teams, you know, like the Warriors, you know, Suns, Clippers, if they make it Nuggets. But I just think that, you know, the Grizzlies are so motivated that I feel like, you know, they're really determined to win the series. But we'll we'll see. I mean, these there's a lot of good matchups in these playoffs. But um, that'll wrap up the Western Conference. Um, a lot of exciting games. I'm very excited to watch some of these game ones. Um, and we'll move on to the East. Um, we'll start at the top again with the one eighth seed. Uh, it's going to be the Bucks versus the Heat. Uh, so the Heat lost to the Hawks in the seven eight playing game, but then they beat the Bulls uh, last night. Um, I'll just I'll just say some quick thoughts on this, and I'll hand it over to you, Dean. I don't think this series will be particularly close. I think the Bucks uh, gentlemen sweep four one. The Heat have played the Bucks a few times now recently uh, in the playoffs. And most recently, um, I think the Bucks made quick work of them in either four or five games. I think that like the Heat um, as a team are really good defensively, but they're not a very good offensive team. They're actually one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Um, and if I can take anything away from their playing game against the Hawks, they have no chance at beating the Bucs in this series. And I think the Bucs have proven they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. Giannis is playing like an MVP that he is. Um, and I think the Bucs defense is going to storm the Heat. I think, I mean, I think it might be hard for the Heat to like break 100 points in this series in some of these games. Like the Bucs are just that good of a defensive team. And he just, other than Jimmy Butler and Bam, who are not good matchups for this uh, for this Bucks team with Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. I just don't know where the scoring is going to come from. I mean, maybe you get like a 30-point game from Tyler Hero. Maybe you get like a nice little game from Lowry with his veteran experience. But I just, I, I just don't think it's going to be enough to overpower the Bucs. Yeah, I'm going to keep this one short. The Heat have the worst offense in the NBA. I think they're getting swept. Uh, to be honest, they got, I think they got, they got swept two seasons ago by the Bucks in the first round. I think it was a three, six matchup and they're just a completely different team. I know everyone's saying playoff Jimmy Butler, because everyone just remembers that one finals run that they had when he was incredible, but the heat are a completely different team now. Like they, 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 they're very lucky to be in this position to even have a playoff spot because like, in all honesty, they've definitely I'd say they haven't exceeded expectations. They've definitely failed their expectations for the season. So I, I, I just think the series won't be close. Um, I agree with you. They're probably going to struggle to break 100 points in some games. And Milwaukee's the second best uh, home team in the NBA. They're going to have the first two games there. The Heat are probably going to get pummeled, and then they'll just be very, very discouraged for the rest of the series. So I could see this being over very quickly. So I'm going to take Bucks and four. I totally agree. I think I think we also might see some uh, roster shakeup in Miami potentially after a quick playoff exit. Um, moving moving down the line, so if if we 
correctly predict that the Bucks will win that series. They would play the winner of the 4-5 matchup, the Cavs versus the Knicks. This is a big series for years, truly, so I'll just uh, say my thoughts on this one. Um, first off, I'll start with my prediction. Knicks in seven. Um, I think that home court advantage means a lot in this series because the Cavs... Um, the Cavs are a much better home team than they are a road team. But on the flip side, the Knicks are somehow a better road team than they are home team. And that's been the case for past few years because like Madison Square Garden, like a lot of people like wake up, like they yearn to play in Madison Square Garden, like opposing teams that is. So they have just that added motivation. And the Knicks have been a great road team this year. Um, 13 more wins than losses on the road. Jalen Brunson has been an absolute superstar for this team. Um, he, in the most recent game against the Cavs, he dropped 40 points. He had 38 on them earlier. The Knicks lead the season series three to one. Um, however, there's some key guys coming back from the Cavaliers. I, um, Isaac Okoro should be coming back and I'm assuming they would put him, uh, uh, they would give him the task of guarding Brunson. Um, and then for the Knicks, Julius Randle is targeting, uh, coming back for game one. It's still, he's still questionable and we don't know if he's actually coming back or not, but assuming he does, both teams will be fully healthy. And I see this series going to distance Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson square off in the playoffs last year. Um, when the Mavs played the jazz in the first round, um, and you know, Donovan Mitchell is one of the best scorers averaging like 28 points this year. But the Knicks have some guys, Quentin Grimes, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly that they can just throw at him um, to, you know, slow him down. I wouldn't be surprised if Donovan Mitchell sees a lot of double teams in this series as well. I think another important matchup to highlight is uh, the paint battle between Mitchell Robinson and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Um, as you know, the Cavs kind of play a two-headed monster at center with Mobley and Allen. And Mitchell Robinson's one of the best offensive rebounders in the league. Gets a lot of tap-ins, um, a lot of rebound putbacks, and second chance points. So I think if the Cavs want to win this series, they're gonna have to limit that. Um, but I mean, just that's that's a matchup I'm looking forward to watching. Um, and then obviously the health of Julius Randle. Um, I don't think the Cavs, you know, you know, Evan Mobley is just a little too skinny, in my opinion, to be able to hang with Randle's uh bully ball play style. So assuming he's fully healthy. You know, I like him to have a great series. And, you know, I think I think the Knicks are determined. I think Brunson, you know, Brunson has been great in the playoffs in a short career. And I think that I think that the Knicks are gonna win this series in seven. I think I think it's a toss up. I think it can go either way, but I'm gonna stick with my Knicks on this one. All right. So Andrew, I have a feeling you're not gonna be too happy with my prediction because it's quite different from yours. Um I'm going to have to go with the Cavs in six. I'll start with that. Um, I think that what I saw from the Knicks, I know they're a, di a, a definitely a different team because they've added arguably their best player, Jalen Brunson, since their last playoff series. But, I mean, Tibbs was the coach back then, right, versus the Hawks. He was still the coach. That was his first year. That was his first year. So I just think that um, in this situation, uh, the, the Cavs – I was high on them right when they traded for Donovan Mitchell. Like, if you actually look at their team on paper, like, they're a scary team. And they proved that. They, they earned the four seed. And I think that the Knicks, like, I don't want to say they're a fraudulent five seed, but I, I feel like they definitely, like, snuck their way into the five seed based on, like, other teams maybe not performing. And big ups to them. Like, they, they still, like, got to this point. But I just feel like the Cavs, like, just, like, have more sheer talent. I think they're going to be able to 
throw a lot more guys at some of the Knicks players and the Knicks might be able to like throw at the Cavs. I mean, the Cavs have the best player in the series, Donovan Mitchell. They arguably have the best two players in the series um, because of Darius Garland. But I just think that the health of Julius Randle is also in, uh, an issue. Obviously, he's questionable for game one, but he probably won't be his same self. And he does have those games where, yes, he can go off for 40, but he can also have the most inefficient nights of all time and really affect his team. So I'm going to go with the Cavs in six. I feel like there's just a lot more wrong that could go with the Knicks than could go with the Cavs. But I could definitely see either way happening. This is going to be a close series for sure, but I'm going to go Cavs in six. Valid reasoning. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch this series. I think I think it's gonna. I think it could potentially go the distance, or at least be a long and exciting one. So, and this will be one of the better matchups in the Eastern Conference. Um, moving right along to the three six matchup, we have the Seventy Sixers versus the Nets. Um, Dean, you want to start us off with this? Yeah, so I'll start us off with the Mikael Bridges revenge series, but uh, I'm still gonna take the Sixers in five. I do think that the Nets could sneakily pick off like maybe two games from the uh, Sixers, but I think the Sixers, they, I, in my opinion, they have the MVP of the season. Joel Embiid, I mean, he's been very unstoppable. I don't see Nick Claxton being able to have the footwork to really keep up with him all, all throughout the game. And the Sixers, they have so much experience. They have Harden, they have Tobias Harris. He hasn't been having the greatest season, but they have so much experience just in Harden himself. Um, and yeah, I think this should be a relatively easy series for the Sixers. I'll keep it short. Uh, the Nets, I mean, the only reason they're here is because of, like, I don't want to see the only reason. They probably, like, they probably overachieved since the Kevin Durant trade, I'd say. But still, like, the Ke Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and, uh, and Kyrie Irving being on their team for half the season definitely helped how far they've gotten in the standings, at least. But, I mean, they really shouldn't be here, I don't think, in this position. Um, they wouldn't be there without that start to the season that they were given. Um, so uh, I think that they have a bright future ahead. They have some really good young pieces, especially Mikhail Bridges. But I think the Sixers will be way too much for them. I'm going to take them in five. Um, I have the same exact prediction as the Sixers in five. Um, you hit the nail on the head. The, the Nets record since the KD trade um, is 19 and 24. So without him, they're a below 500 team. They wouldn't have made the playoffs if they started the season with this roster configuration. As you said, they would not be near the sixth seed without the start to the season they had. I mean, they were the three seed when uh, at the time when when then Kyrie and KD around that time when they were getting traded, they were like basically the, like the three, four seed. They were had the similar record to the Cavs. So as you can see, there's been a large drop off. I think the the Nets like I think they still have some good uh young scores like Cam Thomas could go off in one game, Mikhail Bridges could go off in one game as he said it's like kind of a revenge series for him. Cam Johnson like they have they have some nice young players um but they have no one to guard Joel Embiid. Um he's just I don't think any I mean I don't think anyone in the NBA can guard him. Um so I mean I think I think the Nets are going to have their hands full in the series. I I think it's going to be hard for them to uh, to stop the Sixers' offense. I think the Sixers will be able to score at will with Harden and Maxi in the backcourt as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that I don't think uh, I think the Nets' future is bright, but their time is not right now. It's the Sixers' time, and I think the Sixers can make a deep run in this playoffs. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Sixers uh, in five. 
All right, so the last matchup we have here, the 2-7 in a uh, matchup in the Eastern Conference. The uh, Hawks beat the Heat in the 7-8 play-in, so they clinched seven seed. They're going to be uh, on the road against Boston in Gate 1. Um, I'll just say my quick thoughts about this. I don't think this series is going to be like super competitive, but I think it could go six games. I'm going to have the Celtics winning at six. I could see the Celtics sweeping the Hawks, but the reason why I'm going to put in six is because, you know, going into the play and I wasn't super high on the Hawks, but after watching them, they looked like, you know, they had a lot of team chemistry. They are moving the ball well. Their shooters were knocking down shots. And, you know, if Trey Young's hitting, hitting his threes and if like guys like Sadiq Bay and Bogdanovich and John Collins, if they're all making their shots, like they can put up points, like they're a very good offensive team. But on the flip side, I think they're going to struggle to guard the Celtics tandem uh, duo of uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I think um, Robert Williams coming back should be able to nullify any advantage Clint Capella had in the front court. So I think the Celtics still win in six. I could see them winning in less. But I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks have a few offensive explosions in the series and they make it uh, close in some games, but still uh, Celtics and six. Yeah, um, I think you made a lot of great points about both teams. I'm, I would have had them in six. I think the Hawks have the potential to make some noise in this series because they were a Cinderella team just a few years ago. I mean, they knocked out the Sixers in the playoffs and they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, was it? Yeah, they did, I think. So, I mean, they always have that potential with someone like Trey Young on their team. And they do match up, like, well versus the Celtics, if you think about it. Like, they, I think their only mismatch is Trey Young defensively because they have guys who can who they can throw at uh, Tatum. They have, like, guys like DeAndre Hunter on the perimeter. They have, they have a bunch of great wings that can play defense on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who are going to be the two hardest guys to defend. And they also have like the Capella Robert Williams, like that. I, I'd say that matchup cancels that too. So they don't match up terribly bad versus the Celtics. Um, but with that being said, I still think the Celtics, I really like them this season. I think that this could really be their year. So I'm going to take them in five. Uh, I mean, they're, they're the two seed for the reason the Hawks barely made it into the playoffs for a reason. Um, I'm going to take them in five. I just think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're arguably the best duo right now in the NBA. And yeah, I just think that it'll be way too much for the uh, for the Hawks to handle. But I could see this going being closer than a lot of people think. I think that six games is a very fair prediction as well. Yeah, um, I, I like your prediction. I think I think uh, the Celtics are also poised to make a deep run, um, especially you know losing in the finals last year. I think Tatum and Brown are very motivated to try to get back to that spot. So you know we'll see. Um, but that's going to do it for our uh, first round predictions. Um, Hopefully we get to see some amazing first round series. And then after the first round ends, we will, uh, you know, give out our conference semifinals predictions um, and we'll go from there. So once again, thanks for watching um, and we'll see you next time.